Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Today's message is around, as you probably gathered, the, the road to Emmaus. We're going to work our way through a scripture here in Luke 24, which focuses on the, the fact that Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. The women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They had found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how He told you while He was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third, and on the third day be raised again. And they remembered His words. When they came back to the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the other, came back from the tomb rather, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And uh, just for a, a point of context, uh, when Jesus was embalmed, He would have been embalmed with, with myrrh and with aloes and with linen, a linen strip wrapped around His, his body. Um, that, would, that would have weighed about five stone, about 70 pounds, about 34 kilograms. So, when, when it, it's not, we're just not talking about a few linen strips. We're talking about something significant. Incidentally, that would have been usually enough for about a hundred Jewish burials. And then it says, Peter went away wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to the village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus Himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising Him. And He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked Him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and in deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed Him over to, to be sentenced to death and they crucified Him. But we had hoped that He was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find His body. And they came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said He was alive. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish 
you are. And how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter His glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, He explained to them what was said in all the Scriptures concerning Himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued as if He were going further. But they urged Him strongly, Stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So He went in to stay with them. When He was at the table with them, He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized Him and He disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while He talked to us on the road and opened the Scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what they'd what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when He broke the bread. Let's pray. Father, as we come around Your Word, we pray, Lord Jesus, that You, by the power of Your Spirit, would speak to each one of us. Whether you be a child, that You would hear something by the Spirit that would impact You. That, Lord, for every single one of us, Lord, You will you will touch our hearts and that everyone will hear a message, but everyone will leave with an individual message for them. Come, Lord Jesus, today we pray. And I pray that every single person, be there in the overflow or be there in this room, that God, they will, this Easter Sunday, Father, they will, they will hear something, receive something, oh God, that will cause life to spark in them, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus had told his disciples that this would happen. And, and yet the reality of, of their experience diluted the promise they'd received. Jesus had said some things, he prepared them, but now they were in the midst of the experience they, they found it difficult to grasp that this was real. But Jesus had been resurrected. This is the pivotal point of what we believe. Yes, Christ died, but Christ is risen. He is alive and it is the fact that He lives that we can live. That is where the power is, the resurrected Jesus. They had thought, the disciples had thought that it was all over. But the resurrected Christ proved that it wasn't over. I don't know. I just want to say to someone, as I prepared, I felt the Spirit of God lay on my heart to say to somebody here today, as you come here on Easter Sunday, that there's someone here who you think it's all over. Whatever that means, it's you come and you just think, nah, it's over, man. 
It's, it's the, the, the opportunity is gone. But, but God wants you to know there is power here this morning. God will give you the power. The, he will give you another chance. The chance your heart longs for, He will give you because He is the resurrected Christ. It was over. He was dead. But Jesus is alive. And on the road to Emmaus, these were two disciples, Cleopas and his mate, we don't know his name, were are making their seven mile journey to Emmaus. And, and I, I find myself a little bit fascinated because I think it says something about human nature because it says the same day. And it's like the, the women had just come back from the tomb and, they, and, and Jesus had been saying that he was gonna rise from the dead. But my man Cleopas and his mate, they couldn't hang around. You know, like the same day, it's like, bro, could you not just wait a little bit longer? It's like, it's like leaving the cinema 20 minutes before the, end of the, before the end of the film. It's like, why would you do that? They are, they are on the road the same day. It's like things weren't moving fast enough. It's like there's quite a lot of things that lined up. You know, Jesus had said he was going to rise from the dead and now, and now the tomb was empty and no one knew where he was. I mean, I think I would be tempted just to hang around a little bit longer to see what might happen. But no, they decided they were going to hit the road. And as they did so, as you saw in the film, Jesus came up alongside them and began to walk with them. But they didn't recognise, or the, the Bible says they were kept from recognising Him. And I, I think that so often God can be moving with us in our lives, but we don't recognise it. We, we, are, we, we, we don't see, we don't recognise it as God. They knew, they knew as it was clear that there was something about this moment, but they didn't recognise it as God. There are some things in our lives that we only recognise as God when we look back. At the moment, at the time of it happening, it felt normal, maybe even felt ordinary. But I know that there are things that I look back on where I realise even when I was far from God, doing stuff that we all know God would not like, but God had my back even in those situations. And, and, and you could look back and there are some things that you might look back on and you might say, oh, I was lucky. Or what a coincidence. But there's so, some of those things that you put down to luck and some of those things that you put down to coincidence, the reality is that God had your back in those situations while you were denying Him, while you were far away from Him, while you were doing stuff that you shouldn't have been doing. He loved you and He had your back. Jesus came up alongside them, but they didn't recognise Him. Our disciples, though, had been left discouraged and disillusioned by their experiences. They had been followers of Jesus. And, and, and it slips out in what they say because they say here, we had hoped. We had hoped. 
Maybe there's someone here this morning that there's a we had hoped in you, that there were some things that you, you thought things were gonna work out in a different way. Maybe you prayed some prayers. Maybe you believed for some things and there was, we, I had hoped. I had hoped for a different result. I had hoped it was gonna look different. I had hoped it was gonna feel different. The truth was, right there in that moment, Jesus was so much more than they had hoped for. But right now, Right now, they couldn't see it. I want to say to someone that Jesus is so much more than you would hope for. But maybe right now, right now, you can't see it. But He is. And then we have this moment where everything seems to take a little bit of a turn for the worse because it's like Jesus had just been nice chatting and, uh, you know, asking them what they've been talking about. And then it seems to take a bit of a turn to, for, uh, for the worse because Jesus is how foolish you are. That's nice English. You know, the truth is, the truth is in the original language, it's, it's much more how thick-headed are you? It's much more along those lines. It reminds me, my, my dad used to say to me, you're thick as two short planks. Not the best thing to say, maybe, but it was that kind of moment. It's like, guys, you, you, you have been followers of Jesus. You have been on the road. And now, why are you missing, you, why are you missing this? There are some things that you should be getting by now that you are not getting. See, they, they thought they knew what had happened. They'd made some decisions about what had happened. And clearly, my guys, they, had, they were on the road. They were, they were on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus, Jesus asked them questions, not because, not because He needed the answer, but He knew that they had perceptions that needed to change. Could it be this morning that there are people here who have got perceptions about church, perceptions about Jesus that need, that need to change? These, these people's, uh, these disciples' wrong perceptions were causing them to walk in the wrong direction. They were walking away from what they should have been walking towards because they had a perception that it was over. We had hoped. We had hoped. Maybe, maybe you have been on the road a long time. You've believed, you've believed, you've believed, you've believed. And, and, and there are some things that you, you, you've just got tired. You've got tired in, in believing. But I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus is alive. And yes, I understand. I understand because I've also been there too. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And there are some things we do get tired about because we believed for such a long time. But the Bible encourages us not to become weary in well-doing. And, and, and God is looking to, to ignite something in you again today, like He did in these disciples. Sometimes the enemy will come along and whisper in our ears that our prayers are not working. 
When, when things are taking long, when things are taking much longer than we thought they should. But we need to remember that God isn't working to our timeline. That God has a plan. And there are some things that God is doing that will not be immediately clear. But as we keep faithful, as we keep following, there will be clarity that will come. There are some things that, that you are believing for that you just need to wait a little bit longer for. I was just having a little moment as, as Noctula, I don't know where she is. She, there she is. Noctula who led the, the song this morning, Noctula Zulu. I dedicated her. And, uh, you know, it's, it was an amazing thing that, you know, like both, both Joe, he's my son, and Noctula, I held them in my arms as babies. But now they're leading me in worship. At, at, at Noctula's dedication, I prophesied over her that she would be a worship leader. Now, how many know that, that in year two and year three, and year seven and year nine, that, didn't, that did not look like it looked this morning? Because, because there are some things that just take a little bit of time for them to come to fruition. I, I believe that, that the Lord has sent me to say to someone today, hold steady, hold steady. Don't judge too quickly because He is faithful. The enemy has been whispering in your ears that, that, that you should give up and you should let go and you shouldn't try anymore, but just hold steady because the, the reality is that what you are believing for is just ahead of you. It's just ahead of you. It's just ahead of you. Turn to someone and say, it's just ahead of you. Prophesy over their life. It's just ahead of you. You might not be able to see it right now, but hold steady because it's just, it's just ahead of you. These disciples prove though the power of the story you tell yourself. The power of your story can sometimes even be more powerful than the words of Jesus. Because the words of Jesus and the words of their own story were wrestling. And at this moment, their story was winning. Because they told themselves a story. They were living in a, we had hoped. We were living in a, they were living in a place of disappointment. They were living in a place of discouragement. And their story was more powerful than the reality that Jesus was alive. I believe that's one of the reasons why they couldn't see Him. It doesn't say how they were kept from seeing them. Maybe they were kept from seeing Him because of their own story. It's a bit like, you know, when, uh, when my kids were younger and, you know, I used to um, uh, say, uh, you know, Lynn gave me a dinner. I'd say, oh, oh, to one of them, could you get me, could you just get me the salt? And, you know, in your mind, you kind of imagine your kids going, yes, my father. <laughs> but usually it was, oh. You know, I'd not asked them to run a marathon. I'd not asked them to go and dig over the garden. I'd asked to get them into salt, you know. I didn't realize it, but I'm just needing a little moment, just having a little moment with you guys right now. So, 
So what happens is they're in the salt and uh, they, they, they go and they say, you see, now what happens is in their mind, they don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like doing it. I don't know why. You know, they're going to say, why can't he get his own salt? If he wants a salt, why can't he get his own salt? You know, like, I, oh, I can't see this. You know, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. I don't know. This, it's, like, it's not here. And it's like, no, 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 it is. It's, it's next to the... It's next to the vinegar and the tomato sauce. It's just, it's just there. I can't see. I can't. It's not here. I don't know. I don't even want it. Why am I even doing this? I don't want to do it. No, no, it's not here. And then, oh. it's there. Look. Oh, I couldn't see it. And, and they couldn't see it because their, the power of their story was so great, it would not let their eyes see. It would not let their eyes see. What they told themselves would not let their eyes see what was so obviously before their eyes. When Jesus had rebuked them, they got a... They got a Bible study to end all Bible studies. And, uh, and that, no wonder, no wonder their hearts were burning within them. That must have been quite, quite a Bible study. And, and what I marvel at is they still, still didn't realise this was Jesus. Now they're thinking, this guy's quite cool. I quite like this guy. He's, he's awesome. But they still didn't recognize, we're talking about people who had been with Jesus. Yet they still couldn't see. You see, I think that what's amazing is that they were, they were in the midst of a supernatural moment. I mean, this was the resurrected Jesus walking with them. The reason I say that is because there's quite a lot of people in the room who would say that you would want to believe in the supernatural and you would want to believe in the miraculous, thinking that you'd recognise it when it appeared. But, but we're, we're talking about people who had actually walked with the physical Jesus on the earth and they did not perceive the moment of their visitation. They did not perceive their supernatural moment. We don't always get it when God is at work. We don't always perceive it. We don't always understand it. We don't always grasp it, but God is at work. It's it's, it would be, the, it would be the, the same, you know, like, you don't know, you pray your prayers, you believe God, hey, but you didn't get the job. He said, oh God, I don't know what you're doing. Like he doesn't know what he's doing, you know. It's like, obviously we know better. And it's like, you know, well, maybe I didn't pray hard enough. Maybe I didn't believe enough. Maybe I didn't have enough faith. When actually God was at work because it 
you, what you couldn't see that right now, that you were looking at the salary, but God was looking at the impact that that job was going to have on your life right now. And he was actually protecting you for something because he was protecting you from something that would have impacted you in a way that would not have made the salary worth it. Because, you know, I don't know, I, I understand that they don't give salaries away for nothing. I think that if they're giving away a salary, they want something for it. So you're saying, you're thinking God's taken a holiday, He's ignored you, He's blessing everybody else. Meanwhile, He's, he's right in the middle of blessing you. He's protecting you. Or another, another way of, of looking at it is that, that, that God is at work and, and it, it seems so ordinary, it seems so mundane. We're just walking along, we're just doing life, but, but there's a story that's being woven here. She doesn't come here anymore, but uh, um, Marianne Auckland was an intern, uh, on, uh, an intern from Norway on this church and she worked with uh, Pastor Lynette, my beautiful wife, and, uh, and she was uh, overseeing hospitality uh, with her and, uh, and uh, she was such a hard worker, such a good worker. And, uh, and, and one day, half joking, uh, my wife came in and said uh, to Marianne, oh, do you have a sister? Because Joseph needs a husband. A wife, sorry, not a husband. Yeah, well, he wants a wife, let's be clear. And uh, so, is it just joking? <laughs> Back in Norway, Christine's, uh, circumstances changed and, and her mum and dad arranged for her to come to the UK, this is Marianne's sister, to, to come to this church and be with Marianne for a while. Because Marianne was helping on the green room, Christina came to help on the green room. And uh, one day, uh, after I think after practice or between the services, my son, Joseph, walked past the kitchen Who is that girl? See, she was serving. And I want you to know, if you're looking for a partner, there is nothing more attractive than working on a serving team. On, <laughs> nothing more attractive than working on a serving team. You know, it's like if you want to find a life partner, you need to find someone on a serving team. It could be interesting, you know, seeing someone come up in a dress and the high heels on bump, you know. <laughs> so, I These shoes are killing me, you know, but I, I don't know. I'm just believing God. Um, <laughs> they'd be a bit disappointed because you've got to wear steel toe caps if you're pushing anything. But anyway, but listen, so, but there was, he was saying, who is that girl? She's gorgeous and she's serving. And well, Christina Auckland is now my daughter-in-law. And see, it's a, it works, guys, it works. So, see, what I'm, the, the point that I'm wanting to say is that we all, there's, there's, there's the applause 
at that moment when I share that story. But it didn't happen in a moment. It happened over a period of time. We were in a story that we didn't know it was a story. We did not know. We had no idea that God was actually answering. Right now, some of you, you're in a story. You don't even realize you're in a story. You are, you are judging your story, making up your own mind how this ends. Meanwhile, God has planned a completely different ending to your story. So don't let your story get in the way of His story. We read that Jesus acted like He was going to walk on further. But they compelled him to stay because there was just something about this guy. As you saw on the screen, talks about this moment where, where Jesus, Jesus breaks bread. It just... I was just wondering if it was when he took the bread and broke it, it was the first time they noticed the holes in his hands. Maybe they saw his hands before they saw his face. They saw his hands and then for a moment, for an instant, got a glimpse of his face before he disappeared. I find it interesting that before they got to that moment, they invited him in. Jesus acted like he was going to walk further but they invited him in see Jesus doesn't muscle his way into our lives he responds to our invitation there the moment their eyes were opened came as a result of the fact that first they had invited him in and they had compelled him to stay. It wasn't that they understood. It wasn't that they got it all. It was just that there was something about this man and this moment that they knew they needed to engage with. And when they'd invited him in, their eyes were opened. We saw at the end there that this moment meant that quite literally their lives were turned around. They began the journey back to Jerusalem incredibly. I mean, it was a seven mile journey. It takes about a three and a half 
uh, hours uh, average speed to walk that journey. They would have been tired, I'm sure, from having already walked it. But, but now, energised by their meeting with Jesus and the excitement to be able to tell their story, they immediately got up and began that journey back to Jerusalem. That, that, that moment meant that they had been going in the wrong direction, but their encounter with Jesus got them going in the right direction. Do you know what I love about this? And this just shows how wonderful Jesus is. See, Cleopas and his mate, I believe their hearts were in the right place, even though their story was taking them in the wrong direction. But even if your story is taking you in the wrong direction, Jesus will still meet with you on the road. He will still go and seek you out. I find that amazing. They were getting it wrong. They were going the wrong way. They were, they were getting it wrong in every way. But Jesus met them on the road. Can I just say that Jesus loves you so much that it is really, really, really difficult. You've got to be really determined to get it wrong because He's going to make sure that He meets you on the road. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Jesus will find you. Even if you're getting it wrong, He will find you and He will put you on the right road. Their eyes were opened. They understood. They saw. And it was then, it was then, they said, wow, you know, we've been missing it all along. Bro, don't you remember? At my heart, your heart was burning within us. Oh my goodness. There was so much stuff going in on us in that journey. And, and it's like their eyes and their mind were opened. And you see, essentially, that's what faith is. It's, it's seeing with the eyes of your heart. Seeing with your eyes of the heart, they suddenly realized if only we'd been listening to our heart, we'd have got this sooner. They had to get out of their head. They had to stop trying to work it all out and just see with their eyes of their heart. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.